on the count of podcast. Podcast! Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic 1993 Movie Review Podcast. I am professional film critic Sean Patrick. With me is Amy. Professional film asshole Amy. Thank you. And MJ. Hello. MJ has a stuffed animal. Professional possum owner MJ. Meet Jim. You made this? Oh, I'm sorry. Are we bothering I, you? I did make this. Um, yeah, and there, there's a there's a child. I I don't want to go play with the child. Okay. He wants me to play with him. But aside from that, the possum, yes, MJ had made at Build a Bear, and is named Jim. I yes, Jim, short for Ga- for short for James, short for Gabriel. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. Do not explain the reference. Don't do it. Let oh, only if, let, only let people who know the reference. If you know it, you know it. Yeah. We shouldn't have to tell you. That's right. But I just want to say, Jim does join a family of little Robbie, the cardboard stand-up, <laughs> a signed picture of Jurgen Prochnow, and a, a, an actual... An original 1983... Star Wars figure yeah. that I don't remember the name of. It's just a, it's a skinny droid. A skinny droid. And my copy of Cool... How a kid should live, and it's just Bible verses for now, days. Now, just read a passage, would you? Well, what's today's date? Today, what is today's date? It is the tenth uh, of September. So September tenth in cool. Oh wait, what does it say on September eleventh? That oh. would be sad. <laughs> That's going too far. Oh yeah, it says uh, no one is good. No one in all the world is innocent. Oh good God! No fucking That's, shit. That's what that. That's said. what it says for September eleventh. <laughs> and it's a, it's a sad little white kid right he's there. So sad. Oh my God! It's like he saw nine eleven. Oh, look at listen to this. It says everyone has turned away. All have gone wrong. No one anywhere has kept on doing what is right. Not one. All have sinned. All fall short of God's glorious ideal, yet now God declares us not guilty of offending him if we trust in Jesus Christ. Ooh. Who then will condemn us? That's the question. <laughs> and and the, the cool thing is, like, you can actually fill it in. Like, it asks you to go ahead and fill in your thoughts for the this day. Is, so. This is what inspired Bin Laden, <laughs> is this book. He read cool. He read, the way, <laughs> read how a kid book. should live from 1976. <laughs> the and year I was born. The year you were born. <laughs> which says a lot wow yeah that was a lot yeah you didn't intend to start with 9-11 jokes but you did <laughs> <laughs> you, you carried us right in so <laughs> like a ball rolling down a hill sometimes you know <laughs> well but the good news is at least we got a good movie to talk about today <laughs> right? we do have a good movie yeah. to talk about yeah 1993 written by quentin tarantino directed by tony scott Starring Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette, of course, we're talking about True Romance. True Romance. I love this fucking movie so it's much. A, it's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. It's the best Tony Scott movie. And I'm going to say that to, to annoy people who like Man on Fire. Oh. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever seen Man on Fire. Uh, good. What year was that? I don't remember. Uh. 2003, maybe. Thanks for being full of information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest Tony Scott fan, so I mean... Is he related to Ridley? Yeah, they're brothers. No. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're famous directing brothers. Cool. Yeah, and they're great. Sounds lovely. Uh, cool. They're quite a family. <laughs> quite a fucking film written by the greatest Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino wrote this, so you know you heard the N-word a few times. You did, and of course, it made all of us very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable, especially coming out of the mouth of Gary Oldman. As Drexel. 
Drexel the pimp. <laughs> Drexel. Oh, he was he was an interesting pimp. He was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Amy going to reveal her fetishes now. Hang on. I'm sorry. A Gary Oldman, dreadlocks, an American accent being done by a Brit. <laughs> and a big old slash with his eye, like eyeball, like blinded out in one side. Weirdly foreshadowing what happens to Christian Slater's character later in the movie. Ah, uh, correct. <laughs> correct. That is true. Uh, yeah, I can put these filmic deals together because I'm a critic. Do you want me to get out some of the quotes <laughs> that I I, I I had for this film, or do you want me to wait? Uh, let's let's see here. Um, because I feel like I should start it off with the one that we heard early please, on in the uh, film. Uh, let's pass this along. Uh, this is written by Quentin Tarantino, uh, re- restated by Amy. It's uh, one of the first ones that we got out of this movie. Uh, I'm pretty, but not as pretty as those titties. <laughs> Said by Gary Oldman in this movie. Again, who was fucking hot in this movie? So Gary Oldman, he goes to talk to Tony Scott. And Tony Scott says, well, we don't have the script locked yet. Um, well, here's what I can tell you. You're a, you're a white guy who thinks he's black and you're a pimp. And Gary goes, I'm in. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> and then, then he sets about playing just like this character who is just He's, I mean, he is an English, he's not, he's, I don't know what he is. He, he's got dreadlocks. He, he thinks he's black. He, so he's, he's an Englishman doing an American accent that has an, like a, it's bl- a black scent. <laughs> it's a black scent. And, and it's, he it's talk, talking like a stereotypical it, black man. Right, yes. Right. But we've all had friends like him, whether you want to admit it or not. And you're like, dude, just white friends. Just talk, specifically. Yeah, just, <laughs> just be white. Come on. Yeah. Don't. Don't do that. Don't don't Ugh. do it. Please. But don't it, do that. It didn't change how hot he was. Again, <laughs> just you revealing weird fetishes. Tell me. Very into him. I regret nothing. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments though, and sadly, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson was not in this film long enough. He was like there for like two like Sam, we need somebody to come in and start talking about eating pussy and eating ass. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, I got you. I got you. you know? Enthusiastically. <laughs> Shit, I'll do both of them right now. <laughs> just, just, just. <sighs> and, and he, you know, he he looked he looked great. He sounded great. And then he's fucking dead. The yeah, fucking dead. Right yeah, away. Gary Oldman just shoots <sighs> so him like quickly. N- so quickly. So weird. And was that Charlie Murphy? Because that looked like Charlie Murphy. In it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that, that other Charlie guy Murphy. was. I thought it was Charlie Murphy. But uh, yeah, Gary Oldman just shoots him, and and you think, yeah, like he walks in like he's an important character, like he's. <laughs> He is dressed to the nines. Right. He looks great. Like he's got this amazing suit on. Like he's just looks like a million goddamn bucks. Oh, and then we fucking shoot him right and in the just, chest. Just he's done. Just like that. He's Later. just gone. It's so crazy. That, but that's I, the he's thing. not Samuel L. Jackson yet in 1993. That's you know? true. Yeah, give him one more year, and yeah. then we, we've got everything. But he'll start to, to emerge. But, but like this cast, fucking stellar. There's a lot of people in this movie. Holy shit. People, and I remember watching this movie. I did not remember Brad Pitt as no. Floyd. Did not remember that. I must have just like blocked you that out. You mean the greatest character in True Romance? The, 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 Floyd. The one that we wish actually had his own movie? <laughs> Floyd. Floyd. He would have like one of the greatest stoner films of the 90s if, if we oh, just would have had Floyd man. in the film. Written by Quentin Tarantino. It's just, just Floyd just being extra honest to everyone he sees. And, and friendly. Yeah. 
I'm gonna tell everybody everything. <laughs> With a smile on his face. I love that. The only time he seemed sad was when uh he was told not to steal a beer out of the fridge and he took it anyway. <laughs> I was like, get more beer, you know. I mean, and cleaning products. And cleaning products. <laughs> Just what is he cleaning? What do you think? <laughs> well, to remind you, he doesn't have a bong. He's actually smoking pot out of a out um, of a honey container yes, of honey teddy bear. bear. <laughs> yeah, honey bear. Um <laughs> The plot of True Romance is such that <laughs> yep. uh, uh, Alabama, who is a, a sex worker, she she gets hired to go have sex with Clarence. She uh, becomes a sex, sort of his dream girl by showing up at his Sunny Chiba movie festival at his hat. Yeah, uh, and drops popcorn on his head, and then uh, and it's all too good to be true. And we know this, and I think Clarence does too. I think he knows that this is all way too good to be true. Yeah. Like this this woman does not enjoy uh the movies i enjoy she does not she's not interested in hearing me talk about this nick fury comic that i'm telling her about <laughs> like she has no yeah. interest in any of this right uh but she's playing along so well and then like he is not even fussed a moment when she tells him like yeah i'm i was hired by your boss to have sex with you on your birthday <laughs> <laughs> no, he was pretty cool with that actually he was, he was totally cool with it it's like yeah because then she's because after having sex with him now she loves him that she's just in, she's in love and oh I mean I guess I am too then that's uh, you know? misleading it's like you know like you got me a cameo for my birthday once but if you <laughs> sent me a sex worker <laughs> and then like they didn't love me the way that Patricia Arquette loved Christians I'd be pretty pissed it's like a I've seen this in movies, so oh. I know we're going to fall in love now. She's so. a manic pixie dream sex worker. She is. <laughs> For all of us, really. I don't, I, I'm not discriminatory. I, I'm thrilled. <laughs> because she, I, mean, I, I love her in this movie because there is something very innocent, mm -hmm. very sweet about her yeah. against the backdrop of all this other shit. But, and we'll get there. But man, some of the brutalest shit happens to her. <laughs> so really, she handles it with great aplomb. Really. So uh, he, t she, she confesses that she's in love with him after one night, and mm -hmm. he's like in love with her. So they're going to get married yeah. immediately within twenty four hours within of meeting each other. Hours. They are married. Yep. Uh, and she tells him, you know, about about her pimp, uh, Drexel. And so he just goes there to kill Drexel. Just goes to there. He's going to, I'm going to go get your stuff and I'm going to take this gun and I'm going to kill Drexel by shooting him in the penis. But here's <laughs> why. Because Elvis told him to. Elvis told him to. And Elvis talks to him a lot in the bathroom. Oh yeah. Anytime he's peeing, he's talking to Elvis. It's weird. Val Kilmer as Elvis. Val Kilmer. And yes. And we don't really get to see Val Kilmer's face. There's, there's a reason for that. Why? They were concerned about being sued by Elvis Presley's estate. Oh, I got <laughs> so you. So he's not credited as, as Elvis in the credits. He's credited as mentor. Uh, <laughs> but they call him Elvis. <laughs> they do. And he's do wearing they? that LeMay jacket. Did they actually call him Elvis? What I know mean? he talks about Elvis a few times. And he talks about how Christian Slater actually says at the top of the movie, I would have sex with Elvis. <laughs> which yeah yeah and he has that in common with a lady too like i mean i, I like I mean, that, that that was kind of like a little we're talking moment. we're talking young elvis mm -hmm. like 50s elvis like i mean nope, 1977 elvis. oh oh uh, no i like my man looking like they were on drugs <laughs> and about to die on a toilet that's my kind of elvis <laughs> you know oh, the, yeah. the calendar girl era elvis <laughs> Oh, let's make that movie. <laughs> We're 
So, yeah. So, I mean, but essentially that's that's kind of what starts this whole thing is that he goes, he kills Drexel. They have to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And, and he asks for Alabama's things. And this uh, other sex worker who's there who just doesn't want to get shot hands him a full suitcase full of cocaine. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, like, it could have been an innocent thing. One point two million dollars worth of, ho- right. of cocaine. But, Thinking, I guess that that's Alabama's stuff. What if they would have gotten the suitcase with her stuff in it? It would have taken the story on a completely different trajectory. Well, yeah, they, yeah, because they wouldn't have been looking for him because they wouldn't have really needed to. I mean, they would have gone and done laundry. Yeah, nobody really cared what happened to Drexel. Drexel is just gone. Like here's Gary Oldman, yeah. like delivering this iconic yeah. performance, and then he is just <laughs> shot in the dick, and he's done for. His scene is over. His, I mean, his whole thing, and he's talked about this being his favorite character. Because he's <gasps> hot in it. That's why. <laughs> he said this and like Leon the Professional are like his two yeah. favorite roles ever. And he's in this movie for what, like five minutes at most? Not long enough. Like, Not. <laughs> so Gary Oldman gets this job and, and he's basically just been told you're you're a white guy who talks in a uh, stereotypical black accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again, all of this is very problematic. But yeah. uh, he's <laughs> he gets that. He then goes out of his way to have the wig maker for his previous film, uh, Dracula, make him the dreadlock wig. <laughs> and he comes right. up with the he comes up with the eye, which he also got from Dracula. <laughs> he came up with the teeth. That was all him. <laughs> None of that was waiting for him when he got to the set. That was just him showing up. Like that. I uh, Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. God, I love him so fucking much, man. The next picture we have you is going to be... something to drink? Gonna... You're really thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing for hot guys across the pond. It's not my fault. <laughs> I don't care how they look. I'm so not picky. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So yes, yeah, so now we're on the run. Yeah, they go on the run. Yep. To Los Angeles because uh, Clarence has a buddy named Dick, who's an actor, uh, Michael Rappaport, who we love. We love Michael <laughs> to this day, is still one of those people with those with that kind of like a black scent thing. Oh, like, he still does that. But it's it's him though. It's it's very it's much naturally him. him. He's very just, much him. Yeah. But we love him it, he, in this movie. He's so sweet. He's like, I feel so bad for him in this movie. I thought for sure he was getting rejected by T.J. Hooker. Uh, <laughs> exactly. T.J. Hooker, the re- they were rebooting T.J. Hooker, to be clear. This is not a movie that was set in 1982. It was a, He was auditioning for a T.J. Hooker reboot. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know if you noticed this. But when the movie first started, and again, I completely... Well, again, probably watched this in 94. So I, I have, Or 93. I, I have no real like major memory other than I thought that I liked it back then. But I was confused as to the time period because they both dressed like it was the fifties <laughs> when we first meet them. Right. You know, and, and the, 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 even that first girl that he meets looks like she's trying to be Marilyn Monroe. Kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. And then like over mm-hmm. time, you're like, okay, so no, it's now. No, it might be the eighties. No, no, it's it, now. It's now. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 1993. I I was just confused by that. Yeah, it is. It is a little. It is a little confounding. Yeah. To to be sure, 
I'm sure there's somebody out there making notes like this was actually could have been set in 1982 because of this. Like, okay, I sure. fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> oh, can I have the cunt list? Oh, <laughs> you have to add, adding a name. Uh, well, we already have Daddy on there, so <laughs> it's not over there. It needs to uh, be like doubled on the. Uh, a lot of people saying the words, the word Daddy. Well, it was mainly Christian Slater calling his dad, uh, by the way, who was Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Boiling points, Dennis Hopper. Boiling points star, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> um, he kept calling, hey, hey daddy, hey, daddy. daddy. And, it, and that was irritating. The, but again, that is yeah. on, that is, that, the, the term there's daddy a, is on the There's a daddy cutoff, guys. It's about, t- when you're 10 yes. years old, the word daddy needs to leave your vocabulary. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. What age do you think? I I don't know. Cut off, Daddy. Five. Ten. I thought ten, no, ten's fine. Ten's if you're fine. if you're a ten year old girl and you're calling your dad Daddy, I think that's fine. Not these days. <laughs> Not when there's child sex trafficking. Ah. I would just maybe maybe just say Dad or or Papa. You, you <laughs> Dad is a development that comes along. I think ten years old is fine. I yeah. wouldn't be bothered by that. Well, we, we're going to gatekeep that from now on. <laughs> uh, no, I forgot when we saw the... Uh, the credits? The, the credits. Then, of course, we saw Harvey fucking Weinstein. And I yeah. can't believe he wasn't on my list already. <laughs> but now he is uh, violation being horrendous. Yeah, and we hate being you. absolutely awful. Yep. So, um, outside of that, this might be the first movie where we didn't have, like, several. Certainly not months. a lengthy uh, cut list. No, no. <laughs> maybe Don't Hans worry. Zimmer's score, maybe. <laughs> Hans Zimmer's score. What the fuck? And I, again, I still stand by the fact that Tarantino or whoever, you know, like they, they, when they were talking about this film, mm-hmm. like Tony Scott, like maybe they discussed it. It's like it's it's kind of a, a juxtaposition of what we're watching. See, t- Tarantino finished the script, and 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 once the script was he done, he, he he fucked off. Yeah, he he wanted because he didn't want to interrupt Tony Scott's vision of it he so this is tony he, scott's he fault. was like you know afterwards after he saw it he's like there's a couple things i wouldn't have done like the ending but uh i don't i he likes the movie he appreciates the movie mm-hmm. there are just things that he doesn't like about it that he wouldn't have done and that's all that he's uh, that's really much of what he said about it okay so i don't know if he's ever com- i don't know if anybody's commented about the choice that Hans Zimmer made well, that's anytime thing. they're doing a romantic scene between alabama and clarence there's this weird <laughs> Like Kenny G no. Enya score well, going that, on, I mean, but then you have like you have like more of a kind of a Caribbean steel drum <laughs> thing is happening. So strange. Yeah. It's like it's Sail Away by Enya, essentially. In a few spots, <laughs> which I mean, that would make the movie funnier. Or like Gregorian <laughs> chants. Is that is it is it intended as an ironic joke? I don't understand. Well, and then okay, so again, like, I, like where, I talked about the soundtracks, <laughs> and, and Hans Zimmer, brilliant, He's brilliant. brilliant for the most part. But this. It's like suddenly it didn't make sense. It, it suddenly didn't we feel fl- good. we flipped over from like a, a 50s you know radio stations playing like you know, some, some rousing uh, <laughs> guitar riffs some uh, some to, new age to like a KRVR K River. Right, right, I'm telling you. Right on the river. So now some, here's some Hans, year of the cat with Here's Elstrid. Hans Zimmer. Oh, no. Sail away. Oh, sail God. no. It's what it sounds like. It's not what it sounded like. It's exactly what it sounded like. It was Caribbean steel drum in most of it. 
But I mean, yeah, I mean, it it, it never seemed to fit the especially the tone. the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. like it, which it I guess work. is a juxtaposition, but it was not a, in my opinion, not my favorite juxtaposition. I just didn't, I wasn't feeling the 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 vibe. No, the vibe felt it felt weird. They were For what we in- just we just watched them have like hardcore sex uh-huh. and then kill a guy by shooting him in the dick. Uh-huh. Uh, you so there's that lighthearted Caribbean <laughs> steel drums. Like, suddenly, yep. suddenly this easy listening score comes in. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening here? It's new age. <laughs> it's world music. Um, but, but I mean, at least like okay. And again, I always say '90s uh, soundtracks are some of the best mm-hmm. that are out there. This one was so random because you've got like John Waite at the beginning of it. You've got you've got a, a Charles and Eddie song in there. Which it... do you know what the most expensive thing in the movie was? What? So there's a scene with with Floyd yeah. where he's being interrogated. I think it was the last time they came in. Well, that's, to, that to was outshined by Soundgarden. Yeah, that was the most expensive thing in this entire was movie. It really? Was getting outshined <laughs> by Soundgarden. Well, and at that point, that song was a hit. So I mean, that was. <laughs> And I, but it's perfect for Floyd's scene. Like I do, like, he looked like he listened to Soundgarden back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, but then you have like Ray, like, great, I, I got a great head cat for this. Mike, Bra- Brad Pitt and Michael Rappaport are just living together, and it's like I can't get Brad to leave. He won't leave. Can he just be in the movie? Fine, just just tell him to stay on the couch or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go with that headcanon. We're going to keep that one. Because <laughs> I like that. I think that's perfect. Brad just sort of showed up on set and... Wouldn't uh, leave. Yeah, we just started calling him Floyd, and he was like, hey, what's up? And then we had to credit him because SAG <laughs> called. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so the music, again, I there's a Shelby Lynn song in there. If you know who Shelby, Shelby Lynn is, she's awesome, and I love her. So that was like the one little treat. There was a Chris Isaac song. But what really, uh, it, it kind of bummed me out that this didn't stand out like the soundtracks that I normally like yeah. in the 90s films. So. It just, there just seems to be a more appropriate way to do a, to score a movie like this. And okay. if that was intended as like a joke or something, it didn't land. Yeah. 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 Uh, or we're just stupid. Maybe. There's that too. Not you. You. <laughs> I know it's blasphemy to criticize anything about true romance. I understand. <laughs> I get it. Like a lot of dude bros listening going, you can't talk about true romance like that. <laughs> so it's a good, it's a good movie, guys. It's a good movie. Okay, relax. And also, we're, we don't give a fuck on. about dude bros on this show. No, hang on. We we're really going gonna to get to the Sicilian scene, okay? We're going to get there. All right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's too close to the front there, that so, one. So, yeah, Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette are escaping town after having gotten the cocaine and killed... Killed Drexel by shooting him in the dick, which another detail about this movie was that Gary Oldman had his 70-year-old mother on set every day he was there. <laughs> it's her favorite movie, isn't it? <laughs> it's Tarantino's, oh, mom's, it's Tarantino's favorite movie. mom's favorite movie. Well, I it mean, could I, be Gary Oldman's mom's favorite it, movie. It probably was, I would assume. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, like, if that were me, I would have had mom it's on just, set with me. Absolutely. If I was getting shot in the dick in a movie, I'd be like, <laughs> mom, can you be there? Please? <laughs> I need you for this <laughs> They're mom's going to shoot me in the story. dick. Is it was it weird to say mommy? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mommy is also right there next to daddy. Yeah, yeah. But they, they exist together. Our grandfather used to call our grandmother. Yeah, mommy. that's fucking weird. Oh, that is that fucking is weird. So Don't terrible. not a, not okay. So Ronald Reagan used to call Nancy mommy. Mommy. Oh, oh uh, no, sure. that is your wife. 
Sir? <laughs> Sir, that is your wife. If I can make it uncomfortable, <sighs> I'm going to. That's what? my job. What is that? Is that we're just we just all accepted that? I know. As a culture, we just all were like, "That's okay." He's calling no, his wife I'm "mommy." Fine. Sure, whatever. Yeah. No, the answer is no. <laughs> is it? No, the answer is Freud just sitting in the corner, just keeping copious notes here. Ah, <laughs> oh, screw you guys! It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Is it? Is it? It's so weird. Um, yeah. So they go. So on. they've yeah they've killed Drexel and his and his friend. They've taken the cocaine. They go see Dennis Hopper, who is uh, boiling points. Dennis Hopper. Yes. Who <laughs> plays daddy? Plays the dad to Untamed Hearts. Christian Slater. Uh, <laughs> Our favorite podcast episode. <laughs> he's. I wonder if he still has. Do you think he still has the baboon heart? I hope. Well, yeah. yeah. I think that's his motivation. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's really struggling, but he's. Oh, wait, he died at the end of that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did, but that's okay. But he brought the heart with him anyway. Yeah, you know, it got it got moved into him. That's right. It, it went to his. He faked his brother. death so he could move to Detroit and watch Sonny Chiba movies. Can that's the new, the new head cannon. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> Although you're leaving behind Marissa Tomei, what the fuck's wrong uh, with you? Yeah. No, not cool. But uh, no, so they go see Dennis Hopper and they tell him what's what's going on. And mm -hmm. he tells them that nobody's looking for you because nobody liked Drexel. And he was probably killed by his bosses. So whatever. You're good. Right. Somehow, through absolutely <laughs> no explanation whatsoever, Christopher Walken knows all about this. Yes. I don't know how he and knows his, everything again, about this. Is his this, one scene in yeah. this film as well. He's only in one scene. Mm -hmm. Confusing bit. Christopher Walken is not the head of the group. Yeah. He reports to somebody else, but they call him Don. That confused me. That but also, too. why have the extra character that you don't even show in the movie? So he's why the is Metatron that... to God. He's the <laughs> voice of God. Actually, Christopher Walken would be kind of a cool voice of God, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Kind I mean, of. <laughs> Although he'd terrify the fuck out of you. Because this that little speech that he gives in this one, I mean, you're just yeah, I, just going on, going going right at uh, Dennis Hopper and yeah. Dennis Hopper giving right back with the the Sicilian origin story, which oh. is apparently based in some sort of reality. So he was asking to die, basically. Yeah, basically at that point he knew this, like he knew Christopher Walken was there. Yeah. He's gonna have his guys kill him probably. But... Well, and then uh, shout out R.I.P. to uh, James Gandolfini in this too, as well, because he had a, he had a couple. Yeah, scenes well, in this. he's in. The, he shows up like near the end of that scene, and then he takes over the the role that, that Walken is essentially playing. Right, he takes exactly. that role and goes to Los Angeles with it. And then Walken couldn't be fucked to go to Los Angeles. Like, no, I'm not doing. I that. did my one scene. I'm staying in Detroit. <laughs> it says here in my contract. <laughs> That I'd get to stand. Who would want that, to stand? That mob town, Detroit. You know, <laughs> the big mob town. I'm again. I'm. I love this movie. I'm just saying. I do. I. But there are things. There are some you know, things. This that... is Tony Scott, not not Quentin Tarantino. Right. Then exactly. that's that can be very obvious at certain points. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tarantino thinks about these things. Tony Scott does not. Does not. So they go to Los Angeles. So the the mobsters follow them. They've got the cocaine, so they're trying to get rid of it. They contact Dick because he's an actor in Los Angeles who might know somebody who can buy 
uh, want to buy like two point one million dollars, one point two no. million dollars worth of cocaine, right? For the low, low price of two hundred thousand dollars, basically. Yeah, you know, because he just wants to offload it. Really, yeah, they That's just really just want it. to get rid of it. They're not drug dealers because they don't have any idea what to do with drugs <laughs> at all. Well, and I like that he's honest about that too. At one point, like yeah. he actually tells yeah. the guy, he's like, "I don't know what the over fuck and I'm over doing. again." Like he, you know, <laughs> just immediately admit he immediately admits to their plan, like multiple times right. <laughs> after right. after executing the plan, like. He, admit, he admits to Drexley's there to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> right. A very honest kind of criminal. <laughs> I think that's what I couldn't understand is like What um, is the what like do me give me a like a psychological breakdown of Clarence. Like what is Clarence like he works at a comic book shop. Right. He likes Sonny Chiba movies. Uh but then all of a sudden he's lonely. He's lonely. Wants to kill someone. It's very but zero to a hundred. It really it? is. But that's Elvis's fault, though. Right? <laughs> so what? What is Elvis? Where did he come from? And is yeah. yeah. And you're right. And yeah, zero to a hundred because there are already psychological issues. Yeah. He also has half a cup of sugar with his coffee, so he's yeah. off the fucking rails anyway. <laughs> he's very yeah. <laughs> But it's so weird because when you start off with this film, he's so unassuming. Like you don't, uh, we really but took he, it. He's and a just kind of a, he's kind of a, like an incel at the start. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. giving off that vibe. He's ha- he starts this conversation with the woman at the bar, just and she just like could not be fucked. Like she's no. like, I'm no, I'm not going to go watch karate movies with you. <laughs> three, three of them. Three of them <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Um, some, some things you can tell came directly from t- Tarantino's brain. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that a man would invite a woman to see go to go see three karate oh. movies with him. Wait, is when Tarantino, Tarantino the incel? Tarantino it, it has stated that this was his most autobiographical movie. <laughs> How many people has he killed, though? <laughs> Makes you wonder. That part, no. <laughs> but everything about Clarence, like his obsession with Elvis... And his loneliness Comic and books. nerdiness, yep. like that's all Tarantino. That's true. Clarence is Tarantino. And then oh. when the violence starts, it's kind of what Tarantino wishes he could do in a situation like that. So, so in 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 Alabama's character, perhaps he was already envisioning one day working with Uma Thurman, and like that. She that's was his, she that's, was that's considered for this role. Was she really? Yeah. Uh, well, Jennifer Jason Lee turned it down. And Oldman probably didn't want to work with her because they'd just been divorced a couple years. Oh, prior really? To that. I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, yeah, that would make sense. But man, I mean, you're Drexel, dude. You're fine. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna be shot in the dick anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I'm again. I love Patricia Arquette, and I, yeah. I I thought she was fantastic in this. And can we can we speed up and get to that scene that I was talking about? The most brutal mm. fucking beatdown I've ever seen a woman get. That is, yeah. And this is where Fuzzy was not excited. No, I couldn't. I I absolutely hated every second of that scene. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. So, the rest of the film was fine, but that was the worst, one of the worst scenes I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Alabama and, and Clarence are staying at this hotel. Floyd has told the bad guy, Gandolfini, where they're at, because Floyd always tells the truth. He does, bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gandolfini's waiting for them. When when she gets there, he Clarence goes to get food. She walks into the hotel room. Gandolfini is there yep. with a shotgun. Uh, he wants the cocaine. 
He starts beating the crap out of her, and it gets nasty. Of course, after she lies quickly. to him, saying, yeah. like, oh, that's not me. I don't know who you're talking about. But the, what, what blew my mind with her is how unafraid she was. Like, she just kept egging him on, yeah. flipping him off, <laughs> laughing at him. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy, too, bitch. I mean, they just... She married a man after a day. After a day. After having worked as a yes. sex worker for, for four, four days. days. <laughs> Getting really involved there. Um, what was she doing before that? She had, like, no life prior to, like, she came into being four days ago as this innocent angel on Earth who meets Drexel and is turned into a sex worker, has sex with three guys, and then meets Christian Slater, marries him, goes on the run. Yeah. <laughs> and then just... Fucks off. I mean, it, it, I think she explained in the beginning that she was from Florida. Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. yeah. With the name of Alabama <laughs> from Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> it's such a, such a strange... It's such a Florida upgrade. It's such a perfectly Florida story. It really, actually. yeah, the Florida woman. <laughs> um, will you say what it was about? I mean, not just the brutal beatdown, but what was it specifically that bothered you? So, there was a scene where, um, or, like, this part of the scene, she got thrown into the shower, and, um, it was broken glass everywhere, and for a second, I thought she was going to get Ugh. hit into the glass, mm -hmm. and I, the thought of that freaked me out so much that I nearly had a episode. Mm -hmm. It was, uh visceral reaction. It was the look on your face when she first got pushed through those glass doors. Yeah. And you were like, uh, oh, and I can tell right away. I can't, I can't handle sharp things. I can handle gunshots. I can handle a bunch of bullet wounds. I cannot handle cutting or any sort of, like, the red... Uh, no, I can't. Yeah. Because that was what you were saying because you just watched Pulp Fiction. So, like, yeah. and to you, like, comparatively... That I could handle. It was like it, it, I I couldn't handle the parts where it was where it was needles. That was I had to close my eyes. <laughs> That's some of the best parts. Are you kidding? <laughs> and with Thurman getting stabbed. In the chest. <laughs> right. Oh, I had to take my glasses off. And do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah. I mean, would you? Would you? I I think I know how Sean feels about this, but I could be wrong. How would you put? How would you rate it? Like, True Romance to Pulp Fiction, which one would you say, oh, I'd go back and watch that one again? I would watch Pulp Fiction again. Again? Yeah. Just sheerly because... It's a way better movie. It. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> but I still liked this movie. Yeah, you know what I, I, mean? I like, like this movie. I, I think, yeah, Pulp Fiction, or actually, you know, even, you know, Jackie Brown, you know, like, I, I think that, that those kinds of movies I actually like better than than this. But I do like this movie. I like actual Tarantino versus Tarantino light. <laughs> Diet Tarantino. This is Diet Tarantino. <laughs> Sugar-free Tarantino. <laughs> oh, I know. Actually, this is not sugar-free Tarantino. <laughs> I only yeah. like it the, when the spoon stands up. <laughs> he did say, oh, speaking of, yes. I had a couple more quotes. Oh, you, you got more mind. quotes. Okay. Well, yes. and but they came by so fast, like I, I could barely get them down. He puts so much sugar in his coffee; it's ridiculous. You must have thought it was White Boy Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gary Oldman said that <laughs> to Christian Slater. Uh, Gary, what day do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> and then my one of my favorite lines. Um, 
Do I look like a blonde with big tits and an ass that tastes like French vanilla ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Christian Slater talking to Bronson Pinchot. Balky, in Belky case you don't know. Perfect, perfect Strangers. He <laughs> came all the way from Meepos. <laughs> to vomit to, on himself. To, yeah, to vomit on himself. And then to get his ass <laughs> shot up. So oh, much. He God. took so many bullets, did Elliot. He did, but I kind of felt like, I kind of actually felt bad for him in a way, even though, you know, <laughs> he's That's pretty a, much a chode. He but... had the funniest scene, though, where he's just, he's getting pulled over by a cop, and he's trying to get his girlfriend, who was blowing him at the time, <laughs> to hide his coke for him, and she's like, she's like no, fuck no, you. fuck no, you. I'm not, I don't want your coke. No, I'm not going to do that. And he called her, he called her a couple names, and then she went to go punch him, and punch the cocaine all over his face. All over his face oh, in front of the cop. Just, just... And then he wa- the cop walks up, and it's just all white. <laughs> all on white face. Just... <laughs> Why the white face? Oh, that's uh-huh. the setup to get the cops involved in L.A. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, were, were you baking in here? <laughs> in, your, in your Corvette Stingray convertible? <laughs> Officer, you don't understand. I'm a, I'm a clown. <laughs> Because I, I have such a weird kind of an OCD with films. Like, I, if you had that much cocaine on you, you know some of it went up his nose. Yeah. Wouldn't you be, you'd be higher than a fucking kite, right? Well, he seemed a little... He did. Well, yeah, he was sweating kind of like Hard Rock Nick. He's going to kill somebody. More, like, looser, like... Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, and that's why, you know, he agrees to, put, to, to be wired. Yeah. So we can get to our, the main point, the main ending yeah, the, of Yeah, the ultimate violent end of this film. Saul Rubinek showing up as a movie producer who wants to buy the cocaine Mm -hmm. from uh, Clarence and Alabama. And uh, Saul Rubinek did what what has been described by most inside Hollywood as a perfect uh, impression of Joel Silver. You're shitting me. (laughs) That makes sense. Like even even some of the ways Joel Silver is like a a famous movie producer. He's been he's produced for years. He's he's known as a bully and an asshole. Everybody fucking hates him. And he always made hit movies. So he got carte blanche to do where the fuck you wanted. Uh, (laughs) So, but get this. This is the this is what Saul Rubinek said. He said, "I didn't know Joel Silver when I made this movie." I just knew the character was an asshole, so I played him as an asshole. Womp, womp. <laughs> That's fucking oh funny. That's great. Holy shit. And he does. I mean, he, he's got, he's got, I, I love the, it, one of my favorite things about this in this movie was that when they're trying to have the conversation about the cocaine over the phone, they do it like they're doing a, a movie pitch meeting, but they're talking about Dr. Zhivago. Yeah. As Dr. Zhivago is the cocaine. Yeah. And I love that little that little interchange because that sounded very Tarantino to me. Like, <laughs> he would do something like that. Oh, man. Yeah, I dug that. So you've got the mobsters showing up at the hotel because mm-hmm. Floyd directed them there. You've got the cops already there with Elliot. Right. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Alabama and Clarence and, and Dick just wandering in. Hey, guys. We got cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the innocent beauty that they are. Yeah. <laughs> like Clarence, yeah, he goes and he kills drug dealers and shoots Drexel in the dick. But overall, he's pretty much just as much of an innocent as as uh, as Alabama is. It, really, that's true. Yeah. And mean, Dick is the most innocent of them all. Poor he's just dick. he's just poor innocent Dick. <laughs> he didn't mean Poor to get into dick. any of it. He just wanted to 
wanted to be an actor. He just wanted he, to be an actor. He just wanted to help his friend. Aww. He was just helping his friend move a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> I mean, first he was very against it. And he was yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I can't do this. Okay, fine, I'll do All this. Right. But he is that kind of friend that you want where, you know, if, if you had to bury a body, that's the one you call. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I'm glad we got closure on T.J. Hooker. I'm glad we you know, did, that, too. that he got the part. Well, the, oh, right. Because <laughs> he was, he had that, and, like, what was terrifying, we're like, he's not going to make that audition. Oh, we were I thought so for scared. sure he was going to die, yeah. Yeah. And uh, luckily, that wasn't But, like, the all these super innocent people get away, and all the bad guys pretty much die, <laughs> aside from walking. Yeah. And it, 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 it gives us a kind of, like, to me, a satisfying ending. But I am curious now, I need to read what, what, Tarantino's treatment was. Yeah, well, Tarantino uh, felt that that uh, that Clarence should die. That was the that was the main thing. Was that Clarence was going to die at the end. Oh wow! So Clarence gets shot uh, in, in the head. Yeah. At the end, and uh, it just sort of blinds him. Like I guess he just got a kind of like in the orbital bone, maybe right. like grazed his eye, so he's got he like a, wear an eye patch. Eye patch. Right. And, yeah, but apparently, yeah, Clarence was supposed to die in. Uh, in Tarantino's version, I'm glad that he didn't. In this, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Well, according to according to Tony Scott, he fell in love with these two characters, and he thought that uh, it wasn't. He wasn't like people have accused him of commercializing this, and and Tarantino even said to him like, you, you know, don't don't commercialize it. You know, give it the true ending, give it the ending it deserves. And uh, and he said, no, actually, it's not commercial. It's not anything about studio mandates. I just fell in love with these characters, and I don't want them to die. I get that. I dig that. I I really appreciate that. Yeah. Actually, like, because we've seen movies where it's just like, and then the ending comes, and you're just you're so sad at the end because yeah. it's like, oh, so everybody's dead. Well, what was the point? You know, this sucks. Yeah, it was kind of nice to <laughs> this see is, them romping on the beach at the end. This is hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> with their little boy Elvis, <laughs> which I loved, and like it didn't it didn't feel too like forced. Yeah, it really did not feel forced Mm-mm. because they. They just escaped, and, and they, they're they're not like they're not any better for it. Really, uh, they just they just escaped. But you could tell like they really did love each other. Yeah, like, they were really in love for shut such a short fucking period of time. <laughs> but somehow it worked it because worked. I mean they they lived long enough to have a child together and still be in love after the child is like two, and that's that's impressive. And I, I bought the chemistry. Yeah, I they they made sense together. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, we, we fucking liked it. <laughs> when you really when you drill down to it on it like on a on a like a a level of like metaphor, it's like two. It's like innocent people surviving in a very corrupt, cruel, angry world, right? And you know, celebrating a little bit of naive innocence in the face of a lot of you know criminal. Nonsense. One hundred percent. Yeah. So in that way, that is that is a very satisfying way to, yes. to end this movie. I, agree. I I mean to describe Clarence as innocent, I don't know. He shoots a guy in the dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, but it was Drexel. Then multiple times in the head. But yeah, it's Drexel. <laughs> it so Drexel. Like, yeah, it's Gary Oldman committing a, a, a filmic hate crime. So I mean, it's kind it's of true. okay. He's still yeah. hot though. <laughs> I'm gonna make him my background. Sorry, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie's gonna go away. It's just gonna be Drexel up there. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I think Robbie would be very offended. Robbie by would that. be very offended. 
<laughs> in a way, uh, you know, when you think about this, it's like uh, there's a sort of a Wizard of Oz kind of vibe where mm-hmm. like all these bad things are happening, and then you've got these four innocents. You've got Floyd. You've got Alabama. You've got Clarence and Dick. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, they're off to see the wizard. <laughs> the wonderful wizard of I can reduce every movie to Wizard of Oz. I, yeah. <laughs> that just made me remember the Tin Man. The last time I saw Tin Man was in Tin Man. He was, he said, Tin oh! Man. Are you referencing something? Yeah. We watched a movie last night that made us both happy. <laughs> And uh, that was yeah, and, and well, it, it it's it's a Robbie Sheehan movie <laughs> <laughs> called The Road Within, where he actually oh he plays God. a kid with was Tourette's, and one of his ticks was he just got out of the car and he's like, mm, the Tin Man, like what did he say? Now I forget what he said. It was something the Tin Man, something with Tin Man, and it was it was lovely, and um, we 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 both slept better because it was a happy. happy It's like chicken soup for the soul, only not as stupid like the books are, you know. So you didn't find true romance comforting? No, no. no. I'm, I'm not going to get this one out when it's a cozy winter day and I just want let me some put it like Let me put it like this. You're, you're, you're a sex worker who just escaped after four days of being a sex worker. Finally. And you've fallen in love with Robert Sheehan. Obviously. And then he's gone and killed your, your, uh, the drug dealer and your pimp. By shooting him in the dick. And to that I say thank you. Is that the <laughs> most romantic thing that's ever happened to Fuck yeah, to Robbie Sheehan, yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't think Robbie wants to shoot anybody, but he might, <laughs> if Elvis is talking to him. <laughs> I would hope Elvis isn't talking to him. Well, actually, he could, because, you know, in so many of the movies, he talks to the dead. He talks to the dead, so, I mean, that does make sense, yeah. Oh. There's a fanfic waiting to be written. <laughs> I'm never going to meet Robbie Sheehan, you guys, am no, I? He's I, no, never going to want to talk to me. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hope that never happens. No! <laughs> For his sake. For his sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You just imagine the cringe factor. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I would shoot myself. <laughs> it's none of my business. He's none of my business. <laughs> Except in the way he is here. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Every podcast get turned back to little Robbie Sheehan. I don't know. He is he is our mascot, so there's that. I so just, uh <laughs> what do what else do you have to say? You know, it, it's a really it's a really good movie. Um it is. is it the best movie of nineteen ninety three? No. 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 It's probably not. But I'm trying to remember. I can always, I always tend to forget what we watched that was any good. Okay. Because there's so much crap that we watch. Like... Most of it is crap. Yeah. <laughs> Loaded Weapon not being one of those. Uh, yeah, th- that was a good one. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights is that an exceptional film. Absolutely. The Firm. The Firm. Uh, like Sleepless the firm. in Seattle. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah we've seen we've seen good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we say that so. Hesitantly, because most of the movies we've seen have been <laughs> fucking shit. Dave, Dave was a well, great well, movie. Dave. Is, well, Dave was amazing. Is Dave the best movie of nineteen ninety three? I think so far, Dave is. I think, yeah, that would just Dave. Yeah, it's just Dave. Just Dave. Dave is wonderful. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I would happily stand by Dave. Obviously, like for me, I mean, Army of Darkness, Crying Game. Right. Oh God, Crying Game. Um, yeah, but these aren't ones that are that are that are the feel good or or like. And and I still have an affinity for Jurassic Park, even though you two don't. Oh, 
fucking hate that fucking movie. <laughs> Fuck Jurassic Park. <laughs> I like the version what you... of the kittens. <laughs> <laughs> that was better. That's just better. Uh, yeah, but when you watch crap like yeah, Surf Ninjas and Calendar Girl. <laughs> couldn't even, couldn't uh, even do Surf Ninjas. These, no, uh, and these movies physically hurt us. Yes. Like we like I I didn't get out of the toilet for days after surfing. <laughs> which one which one physically hurt you the most? I, was it hexed? It, oh hexed, yeah, probably hexed. Yeah, our body of evidence. <laughs> body body See, of evidence. I don't so, think so. Not with Jurgen in it. Was this the Jurgen least sweaty movie? <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even comment. No, it was not because it because if you looked at, at Bronson Pinchot, oh show, was, yeah, there was a lot of sweat. But there. he was covered in coke. That's true. <laughs> But he was very moist. But I will say, not as moist as anyone in Sliver. Oh my God! You know, so always like they walked out of a shower in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Abnormally large penis. We we really we 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 I I think you know not to make light of PTSD, but I feel like there's a little bit in all of us because of some of these movies. I really You do. are forever changed. You have been forever changed. I have. Your life will never be the same. No. <laughs> I would like to say I wish I could take it away from you, but I, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I kind of like you living with this. Because we but did. Do you like true romance? Yes or no? I don't know if there's a yes or no answer. There's a, like, I like parts of it. I like parts of it. And the, would you say the ending was the best part? Yes. Yeah, just just them on the beach. It was nice. It was very, <laughs> it was calming after the big <laughs> shootout. I don't love Tony Scott stylistically. Like I, I find it very bombastic, and I think he, I think he kind of delights in sort of uh, disconnects like this, like the score uh, where you know where he'll really calm things down and quiet, and then everything explodes in horrific violence and then, you know, calm and quiet. And then it and that is not a, fa that is not a style that I favor. Right. I also like, I find that his, his idea of dialogue, trying to do Tarantino's dialogue, I don't think quite works. You know, it feels very obvious when Tarantino is talking yeah. as opposed to when Tony Scott is talking. Right. And that to me sort of does hold me back a little bit about this movie. Agreed. Because outside of a Tarantino universe, when characters talk like Tarantino, it feels forced. It feels strange to me. Because it's it's his script. Well, yeah, it is his script. Yes, and the but like Tarantino, like in, in Pulp Fiction has a tone to it that that where people talk like that, everybody talks Everyone like talks that because like it. it's a universe. It, it feels normal, right? Right. When you take that out of that universe and you put it into a different universe, it feels like people are talking like Quentin Tarantino. It's, it's like, or you're having a conversation with somebody who knows Tarantino. You know, <laughs> it's it's we we have Tarantino at it's home. Like, <laughs> true, true romance <laughs> is the Tarantino you have at home. But it's still it's still a good. Uh, it's overall, it's still a good movie. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's well, one, much I, like I a great, it. much like a great generic. It is the thing. It just doesn't have the name. That's it. There it is. <laughs> Precisely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have coming up down the pipeline? So then? we have an option, and I want to, I want to state that there's an option, multiple options for next week, but the one I prefer is the Scorsese movie, which is The Age of Innocence. 
Oh, is it is it Winona? I'm I, I'm not sure who's in it. I know it's Scorsese. Yes. I've not seen it. This Mitchell is one of the Weiss, rare Scorsese movies I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> or if I did see it, I saw it, you know, ninety in ninety three, and I've not gone back to it. Okay. But your other options are Striking Distance, Fuck starring that. Bruce Willis. I'm already saying no to that one. Sarah Jessica Parker is in it. It it sounds like a man's movie that I'm not interested in. It sounds like the big dick pick of Okay, let me thing. pitch you another movie. So a kid from Los Angeles is uh sent by his parents to Cincinnati. And he instead of surfing now, he's going to learn how to rollerblade competitively at his high school. And it's called Airborne. Is Rob Schneider in it? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Jack Black's in it. Oh, <laughs> baby Jack Black. Baby Jack Black. Wow. Baby Jack Black, who was also in this movie, got cut out. In the Age of Innocence. No, this movie that oh, we no. watched, True in Romance. This? Jack really? Black was in True. It was in True Romance. Got cut out. His role so was cut weird. out. It's probably for the best. He probably would have gotten killed. <laughs> um, I can't even see what he would be. Remind me when I show you the X Files because he does an episode of the X Files and it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, like, well, okay, so there's that. Those are our, our, our two options then. Airborne or The Age of Innocence? I really think, I'm looking at, um, so we're, we've got Daniel Day-Lewis, Michelle Pfeiffer, Winona Ryder, Richard E. Grant. I mean, this is a, that's a pretty stellar cast for Age of Innocence. I'm just worried that it's going to be homework. <laughs> and that, uh, oh, Miriam Michaels is in it? Oh, shit. Uh, Robert Sean Leonard? Jesus! Okay, I guess we're watching this All one. right, Age yeah. of Innocence. Uh, it yeah. is, yeah. So do your homework before you listen, because we might fall asleep during this <laughs> one. But you get the, fo- the, the, let me give you the two weeks out from okay. now. I'm ready. Are you ready for your options being The Good Son where with evil Macaulay Culkin? Oh, no. <laughs> the Program, starring James Caan, which is about football. Okay. <laughs> Warlock Armageddon. Interesting. Or, and then you're probably going to pick this one, Dazed and Confused. Come on, dude! <laughs> Fuzzy has to see Dazed and Confused. All right, it's, it's a Dazed fucking classic. Yeah. Have you seen, you ever heard of Dazed and Confused? I have not. Ben Affleck's in it. it. Matthew McConaughey is uh, his most famous part. You may have seen people refer to McConaughey's uh, uh, meme, I mm-hmm. guess, the memification of Matthew McConaughey. Yo, know, I would like those high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> but it's a great fucking movie. And the soundtrack is wow. gorgeous. So wherever you whenever somebody like describes Matthew McConaughey just saying, All right, all, all right, right, all right. That's, that's, that's this movie. That's, yeah. that's where oh, this came yeah. from. There's a lot you're gonna lift yeah. from this where you're gonna be like, ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> ben Affleck's asshole phase. <laughs> He's such a dick in this such movie. A prick. <laughs> you're gonna love it. I, it, and it's a funny movie. So you're gonna walk. You're not gonna. Like, That's in two weeks. Yeah, stoner <clears throat> comedy. Good times. All right. So the Age of Innocence and uh, Days and Confused are coming up. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the end. You gotta make it weird, don't you? I gotta take little Robbie into my bedroom and talk okay, about Gary Okay, that's enough for that. <laughs> Me and Jim are gonna leave. <laughs> if, you, if you call him Daddy, I swear daddy! to God, 